0: Welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Christie. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radios, in-car communication, car-to-car communication, Bluetooth music, whatever your communication needs might be, Rugged is always there to help you out. Finding the right product for your machine. Rugged Radios, the authority in communication. Well, we haven't had too many repeat guests in the two years of doing this podcast, but when there's big news to announce... I thought, why not? Please welcome to the show, Brett Carpenter, the manager of the off-road racing division with Polaris. Brett, welcome to the show.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back on. I'm excited to be
0: here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you're in uh, Arizona, correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yep. I, uh, I work remotely from, uh, from home here in Phoenix. Uh, so it's, it, it, works out. It works out for, uh, uh, the seasons where I, I don't need to be in the snow, but, uh, have the, uh, opposite extreme of the heat here in phoenix but uh, it works out pretty good
0: nice nice i was just out there uh last week with my boys for spring break and then prior to that a couple times uh over march and february just for shoots so uh we're going to change the show
1: to destination arizona i guess (laughs) perfect (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's well, cool. I've seen I've seen you been down in the area a few times. Yes, yes, for
0: sure, for sure. Arizona to me also is uh, sort of the perfect
1: place to be if you are in the race world. Yeah, no, it is. It's um, it's pretty central to a lot of what we're doing from a racing standpoint. Obviously, we're we're close to Baja, close to uh, Vegas, um, where most of the best in the desert racing organization operates out of um, California, uh, you know, so it's, it's a great spot. It's kind of a hub, um, certainly easy, easier access to the Southwest from, uh, from Minnesota where headquarters is located. So, uh, but yeah, no, no shortage of, uh, of races in the surrounding area and no shortage of riding. It, it's a great spot to be.
0: We're going to be talking a lot of racing today because you have some big news to share. If you're following social media a little bit, um, it may not be brand new to you, but for a lot of people it is. Uh, what's going on with Polaris Racing?
1: Yeah, so this is uh, this is really a new a new generation for us. It's kind of a, a, a step forward, um, I guess. I guess continuing the evolution of Polaris Racing, uh, which which has been around for a long time. Um, but we have a, a a really cool new program. Um, this is a Polaris factory racing team, um, and and when I say factory racing team, I mean this is something that we've never done before. Um, it hasn't really been done to this capacity in UTV racing at all. Um, I would say that, you know, taking a new approach as we have this year and and bringing our racing program truly inside the walls of Polaris, um, creating more of a true factory racing effort is, is really the change for us. So, uh, what I could compare it to closely enough would be, you know, similar to like a supercross motocross model of, of you know, running a team through the manufacturer, as opposed to partnering with independent racers, um, you know, providing them with funding and support to run their programs independently, as we have for, for a long time, for a decade or longer. Um, so it allows us to be more hands-on from a testing and development standpoint, all the way to the operation side. So it's a major shift in how we've handled uh, our program, essentially, since we began racing. I mean, I mean Polaris and and, and Razor specifically has has been a huge supporter in off-road racing for, you know, 10 to 15 years now. Um, You know, truly pioneering, you know, the advancement in UTV racing from the get-go. And and now we're continuing to evolve as a brand and as a team to continue winning and developing new products in the future. So this new program and bringing it in-house inside the walls uh, as a true factory racing team allows us to do that. So it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's a major shift in what we've done uh, historically.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I've known, you know, since we've been doing this show for, for 12 years, 14 years, 14 years, um, Polaris has always been involved in racing one way or another. And like you said, traditionally just through supporting independent racers, but what was the idea behind actually starting
1: uh, a factory race team and why now? Well, I guess, you know. if we think about the goal in racing, and obviously, you know we want to win, um, we also want to we also want to use racing uh, both you know as from a marketing standpoint but also from an engineering standpoint. Um, you know and and it's 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 winning and developing you know products based on what we've learned in racing. so, the two biggest goals are both winning and development. So first and foremost, winning at the highest level of UTV desert racing. We we've won a ton of races. We have awesome racers, um, and we certainly wouldn't be doing this if we didn't think and know that we could put a winning machine on the race course and win in, in uh, you know in this first season uh, right out of the gate with this new program. But the second thing is is learning and gathering as much information as possible, um, you know, through testing actual racing you know, life cycles of, of, of components on the vehicles, durability, et cetera. And then taking that information back to the factory and help us develop and build better products going forward. So there's no better way to learn and and capture data than by, by doing it in house with a factory program, uh, using our racers, um, and taking what we've learned and bringing it back home. So, um, that's the biggest thing is, is just, you know, just taking, taking what we learn and truly applying it and, and. You know, we've we've worked with a lot of racers over the years. We've had, you know, like I said, a, a ton of great racers. We still do, um, but now for the for the last year or so, introducing new products like Pro R and Turbo R, you know, we wanted to establish a program that we knew we could learn from and continue to develop in the future. So, as you look back at at how many machines we've raced, uh, I, I would say we've we've raced more platforms and, and machines than any other manufacturer. When you start to go back to the early days of racing. And even recently with, with the different platforms, I mean, everything from an XP 1000, RS1, uh, XP Turbos, uh, Turbo S, Pro XPs, Turbo R's, now Pro R, you know, it's it's really tough to gather the right info and and, and, and maintain the level of consistency when it comes to dather, uh, gathering data. Um, so establishing a team like this with the in-house engineering and development, we're truly streamlining that process and that data our findings, testing everything to be able to continue to grow as a manufacturer. So uh, I would say that's really the, the why now, you know,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. How excited are you personally to kind of be in charge of a factory race team?
1: Uh, It's, it's really exciting. Um, And, and, you know, there's a lot of people involved, um, you know, as uh, we all have a specific role and I would say, you know, the engineering side of this is really what's what's driving it, um, you know. And then, you know, if you think about what it takes to do something like this, um, you know, there's a huge team. You know, we've got uh, obviously, you know, members internally. Um, we've partnered with a lot of folks outside of Polaris. Um, but the cool part about this is it does take so many people to make something like this happen, you um, you know, we didn't want to limit ourselves in filling the needed roles internally. In fact, like, I think we really realized early on that to do this and to do it right, we needed to bring in, you know, not only the right people, but the best people to make it happen. And so that allowed us to really use a lot of the time over the last year to, to go out and find those partners, find the people, um, the team, the drivers. Um, and, and there's two two guys really that kind of helped bring this all together. And that's, that's Travis Clark. Um, who's an action sports agent over at Wasserman um, and Craig Scanlon, who I I think many people are aware of Craig, but if not, um, you know, he was a longtime executive at Polaris um, and still holds that passion for the brand uh, passion for racing. And so we felt like partnering with two people of this capacity to build a team underneath us and, and underneath them to help make it happen was crucial to being successful. So, um, and then from there, you know, obviously we we know we, we need the right drivers, um, and so we, we we work with Craig and Travis and and team to to determine the best drivers to, to make this thing happen. Um, you know, we 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 hired three, what I would say, young up and coming, but also winning drivers whose potential is is through the roof, um, who are all all extremely successful in their young careers already. Um, but that's Austin Whelan, Caden McCran and Brock Heger. So. Uh, Those three guys have raced pretty much anything and everything in, in UTV and desert racing. Um, And to bring in three names like that, who've who've all won at at extremely high level um, and then partnering with guys like Travis and Craig, and then you start to build that team underneath uh, really is kind of how this all started. So um, now it's, it's, it's a really, really fun thing to be a part of. It's, it's exciting. It's got, it's got everybody back at the office. Uh, I mean, the amount of people in the office who are passionate about not only our products, but racing is, is awesome. And so it's got, you know, it's got a lot of people excited, people following the races. We've got people following along that, that really haven't followed historically just, you know, racing is tough to tough to keep track of. And, uh, desert racing is tough to tough to follow, but, but we've never had this much excitement around racing. So it's, it's super cool. We're never going to be able to get rid of Craig. Are we? I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Craig is, uh, and I tell you, he's, uh, he's, he can, he can still drive a razor, uh, with the best of them. He proved it, uh, uh, last week in San, in, uh, San Felipe. So, um, it's, it's cool to see Craig still out there and, and giving the young guys a run for their money. If but, I uh, show no, up,
0: I Brad, if I show up at a, at a race, uh, you know, whether it be a best in the desert race or a, a Baja race, what does a factory team look like when they show up to a race as opposed to just racer support from Polaris?
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, there, there's, there's a couple different things that, that I think stand out. And one is the size of the team. Um, you know, I mentioned Travis and Craig, obviously you've got the drivers, but, but when you think about what it takes to run a team like this, you know, there's three well, really four, cause Craig, Craig obviously is still racing at a, at an extremely high level. So planning for, and, and building a logistics plan for four vehicles, um, it takes a lot, and so there, there's a huge team um, that that makes this happen. So we were able to establish a home base in San Diego um, with a beautiful state-of-the-art racing shop. Uh, hired some industry vets, uh, but like 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 a guy named Ryan Thomas. Uh, he's been around off-road racing for 30 years. Um, he's well known through the early stage of of kind of the buggy development. Uh, his family is a part of the Chenoweth Buggy uh, program. Uh, he worked for Wide Open Baja, Jepsen Motorsports Group, which is B.F. Goodrich, and most recently he ran operations for King of the Hammers, which obviously is a huge event. It's a big race that we're a part of every year, um, and so bringing someone in like Ryan um, to be a part of this uh, and, and and you know serve as the team general manager, that helps I think you know really establish the foundation. Um, and you bring in guys like, you know, we obviously need mechanics. You bring in guys like Johnny Nelson, who's basically been, you know, he's crew chief and lead mechanic for, for the who's, who's who of premier desert racing in, 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 the years past with BJ Baldwin, Andy McMillan, the stronghold racing team. So, you know, bringing someone in like Johnny to kind of run the shop, um, run the mechanics and, and kind of serve as crew chief, you know, you can start to see how it, how it takes, it takes an army to kind of fill the necessary roles. Um, But then, you know, bring in our engineering staff, Robert Wilmot, who's our director of racing, Andy Ives, Steve Hughes. These guys are our lead uh, race engineers and and techs on site and and go to the races and support. Um, And then the sponsors, right? So then you've got a long list of sponsors and, and people and companies and partners that help make this happen. There's a lot going on there, and then when you bring that to the race, you know it's it's truly a different look than I think most are 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 used to seeing from the privateer independent racer standpoint. Um, so obviously we've got trucks and equipment and tents and canopies and tools, and it, it's a it's a big operation. And we were able to finally roll that out um, at, at the first race in San Felipe and really see it when you start to see it from the ground up and you start to see the content roll out, it's, it's very exciting to see, but we know that it's important to also show that presence to show that, you know, this is serious. It's not uh, this is not a, a program that, um, you know, that, that we've hired someone and just go and run and they do it the way they want. We, we have expectations. We have a standard. We're obviously a major manufacturer and we want to, you know, aside from just performing on the racetrack, we want to look the part and, and, and establish a level of professionalism, um, that we haven't seen in our sport yet. So, um, that's, that's the difference. I think when you see it in person, you see it at the race, uh, you see the trucks, you see the wraps, you see the apparel, uh, it's, it's cool to see it all come together.
0: So now you've got the, you got the racers, the machines, the engineers, the, the, the support, the backing, what's the plan for the team in uh,
1: year number one, where are you going to race? Where are you going to be? Well, the plan for the team is, is, is obviously to compete at the highest level possible, showcase what these vehicles can do. Um, we have a specific schedule for year one, uh, consists of about five races for the first season, which which allows us to spend more time in between each race in the first year and go back to the shop, uh, make necessary changes, improvements through our findings from testing and racing. Um, you know, it's, it's, I would say, uh, quality over quantity the first year. Um, let's hit the big races. Let's make sure we have enough time to test and prepare. Uh, make sure that we're putting our best effort forward to go and win those races. Um, and that consists of the the score racing series uh, uh, down in Mexico. So it's it's the four Baja races, which are the San Felipe 250, the Baja 500, Baja 400, and Baja 1000. Uh, and then additionally, we'll race the uh, the best in the desert, Vegas to Reno race, which which is the longest point to point race in the United States. So it's a five race schedule. Um, that's the plan for year one is is to kind of get this thing rolling. And and we came out of the gate swinging in the first race. Um, and we're looking ahead now. We got about a month and a half before the Baja 500 to of do it all again. So, um, but yeah, the plan for the first year is, is five races. And uh, you know, continue to you know, I would say fine tune and, and and refine the process, the testing, the preparation, everything that goes into it. Make sure we're we're competing at the highest level. How did that first race go? The first race was good. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. It was it felt like it was over before it started. It was just it's so fast. The first race is the shortest race. It's 250 miles. So you know, we spent about a year, um, you know, getting getting to this point. I would say over a year. Uh, and then the first race, I would say is a perfect first race for this being that it is a shorter race. So, um, but San Felipe was great long time coming, um, you know, building this massive team, a logistics plan that, that, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't even believe if you saw it, um, you know, again, chasing four vehicles uh, around the desert in Mexico. Um, but it was good. It was great to finally see it all come together, get the team down there. Um, you know, a lot of bodies and, and a lot of people to manage and, and make sure they're all in the right places. But uh, that's what the uh uh the guys at the shop and 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 the crew chief and uh team manager, that's 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 what they do well, right? That's why we put a lot of these people in, in the position that they're in. Um and I would say that the plan was was well executed. Um, you know, we overall came away with three class wins, um, five Polaris vehicles in the top ten overall all three of our brand new factory machines inside the top 10 in their class. And, um, you know, Craig Scanlon coming through uh, the finish as the first physical UTV finisher, um, was really exciting. So really a lot to build on there for the next race, um, to, to see those results right out of the gate.
0: Now you guys chose to, to primarily focus on the, the score racing series down in Baja, as opposed to maybe the best in the desert series, uh, that happens, you know, uh, West, why choose Baja over the best in the desert? I know you're, I know you're doing one of the best in desert races, but yeah, I had two options there, and I'm just curious as to why you guys went with the Baja one.
1: Well, for one, we 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 are a partner of Score. Um, we've worked with Score for quite a few years, and and I think you know the the the, the Baja races, I think, are what a lot of people know. Um, you know, you hear the name Baja 1000, you know that's that's a, that's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, race of the year for desert racing um it is it's and so we want to we want to race, you know, in in a in in a place and races where uh are highly impactful from a marketing standpoint. Um also where the competition is is I would say the best and um you know, you got the terrain of Baja, it's there's no better test on these vehicles than um you know what you see in, in Baja. So, you know, going for a SCORE championship, um competing in all four of the races there. Um and then, you know, looking, looking north of the border as well, again, at, at Vegas Torino for best in the desert, there's a couple other races that, uh, you know, once we, once we get through this first year, we're going to expand um, and add, add two or three more races to the calendar. Um, but we felt it was the best approach for the first year um, while also giving us, you know, some, uh, you know, some goals to shoot for with a score championship and winning some of these Baja races.
0: First, ra- first race of the season, the San Felipe 250, it sounds like it went off really, really well for you guys. How rewarding was that after, you know, kind of, like you said, the organizational thing of just how big this is to actually see it uh, come to fruition and, and pay off?
1: It's huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's so motivating, um, you know, to come away with the results, um, you know, and you want to build on that momentum. So, um, you know, first races are always tough. Uh, new vehicles are always challenging. Um, but you know, the testing that, that went into this, the development, um, and really having the engineers, you know, kind of lead that and, and, and bring us to a point that they felt, okay, these vehicles are built, designed, developed, tested the way we need to, to be successful. Um, and then, you know, obviously partner with the drivers and the team, um, to make that happen. It's, you know, it's just, it's really rewarding to see it all come together. Um, can't say enough about the team, uh you know with Craig and Travis, uh their mechanics, crew chiefs, everybody that's involved. Um, you know, it really was a, a a boost, I would say, in in, you know, everything from, you know, morale to confidence to everything as we look forward uh to the Baja five hundred. So it's it's cool. It's and it's exciting. You know, we we send updates up, up the chain and, and there's a lot of people following back at the, back at the office and to be able to send those notes back and, and, you know, have, have a lot of communication stirring up and people, people excited to see the results. It's, it's very cool and very rewarding.
0: You mentioned you're, you're running in different classes, which classes are you running in and what machines you're running? Cause I imagine then you're running some different machines as well.
1: Yeah. So these, uh, factory machines are running in the pro open category. Um, which, which you know, allows the Pro-R platform to run. Um, and then we also, have, uh, we also have entries in Pro Naturally Aspirated, um, Pro Turbo, and Pro Stock. And so our, our three-class wins, really, we, Craig, Craig came away as the, as the winner in the Pro Open class, um, first physical finisher, second place overall, uh, which was an awesome start to the year for Craig. Um, and then, uh, we had a turbo R, uh, which is so cool to see a brand new turbo R come out and win the pro stock class and a very competitive class. Um, and, and that's, uh, that racer is part of our Polaris Mexico team, which is even cooler. Um, and Lopez. Um, so he was, a, he debuted his brand new turbo R, um, in the stock class, came away with a win, great start to the season for him. And then we took the win in the pro naturally aspirated class uh, with Joe Bolton, um, coming away in first place there. So, uh, really a good start to the season in, in multiple classes for us. And just, again, it's, it's, it's good momentum to build for the 500 and, and keep on going.
0: Was that a plan for you guys, Brett, that you were going to sort of, uh, spread out, I guess you could say, and and be in a bunch of different classes as opposed
1: to just loading up in one and kind of
0: competing against one another.
1: Um, well, I mean, the, the, the good part is that obviously we have vehicles and platforms that can compete in multiple classes. So that allows us to work with racers in in each class, um, you know, and make sure that we have good representation. Um, obviously everything came together for San Felipe, San Felipe for, for, for Joe Bolin and and Annabelle and Craig, um, and to be able to get multiple class wins is, is something that's, that's always huge, but we certainly always strive for podiums and and overall wins at the highest level. Um, and that's, that's the pro open class where, where these players factory cars are racing. So, um, we'll continue to focus there as we support racers in in the other classes as well. So it's, I'd say it's kind of a collaborative effort across the board and make sure we have good representation in each class and, and make sure we're, we're, you know, we're doing well, um, at each level. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now you've mentioned the racers a few times. I mean, it, Polaris has backed a number of racers over the years. How did you guys go about sort of whittling this down to just, just three guys to be on the factory team? Yeah, that's tough. (laughs) Um, I I mean, obviously you do. And I do, I know a lot of those racers out there Yeah, and they've been supported by Polaris for, you know, a decade in some cases, some of them. And so um, and I'm sure you, you guys kept some of those partnerships as well, but uh, you were going in a sort of a new or different direction, maybe.
1: Yeah, no, the, the great thing is we're still working with with those racers um, and, and and a lot that uh, obviously you're, you're very familiar with. Uh, the Matlocks, Brandon Sims, Mitch Guthrie Jr., uh, the Risk Racing Team, you know, we we still have a long list of racers that we're supporting and and racing with and and providing support to. Uh, so the nice thing is we we still, we still, you know, rely on those racers for, for results and for, um, you know, the competitive landscape, you know, across the board, um, you know, but to, to narrow down for, for the purpose of the factory program, that's not easy because, you know, you, you can take, you know, we have a list of, uh, you know, there's probably 10 to 20 racers that would all fit this program. Right. But there's also different, different areas and, and things that, you know, and different strategies to say, hey, well, let's not, you know, we, we still need these racers here. Uh, these racers are great for this program. You know, we we're able to move some, some racers from different manufacturers into the new program. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, moving, moving pieces. Um, but ultimately, you know, we feel like we landed with, with three drivers that uh, were great fits for this program um, on the rise, all winning races at their own level. Prior to this, um, so so to be able to to be able to, to to bring these three drivers into this program, continue working with with the drivers that that we've been working with for so long, um, kind of hit it from kind of you know two approaches um, with kind of a privateer side and in the factory side, all competing at the same level is 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 really great. Obviously, there's a lot of races too on the calendar, so um, between best in the desert uh, score. Uh, You know, the Martelli Brothers events like the Mint 400 and the California 300, uh, King of the Hammer. So there's a lot of racing out there. And so we certainly want to maintain a balanced team so that we're racing in all the right areas and, and still capable of winning.
0: I'm curious, did you did you run the potential racers through like a Navy SEAL type training to see who kind of uh, throws <laughs> that? I mean, all right, I'm going to need to do wall sits for 15 minutes. And if you can't handle yeah. that, you're off the team. Uh, things oh, of that nature. Was, was it, was it the
1: <laughs> yeah, they, uh, well, the one thing I'll say is that the, the, the three drivers, uh, these guys these guys can drive. They're all just, they're young. Um, you know, their the fitness is a big part of this program. Their endurance is up. Um, they've obviously have experience and, and each have a long resume, um, that we felt, you know, fit this program. Um, but again, that, that does not take anything away from, you know, our, our, the other side of our program where, you know, we have, uh, you know, all the other racers I mentioned previously to compete at the highest level in all the other areas where, where this program may not be this year. So it is a balancing act. Um, and I think we have a great plan for year one and, and look forward to, to continuing through that plan and, and getting into the second year of this thing. So, um, uh, but we got a long way to go to get there still, will it be like a formula one racing
0: where you guys have a silly season where you'll just dump drivers and bring new drivers in and drive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> We, uh, we've got, um, you know, we, we, we really do enjoy the partnerships that we have and, and have made and created, you know, years ago. So, um, don't anticipate many or any of these racers, oh, um, just joking. you know, moving on, but uh, yeah, know there's, there's a lot of shuffle in other forms of racing. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know how they, I don't know how they manage that, but we're happy with the core guys and, and gals that we have and, and look forward to the future with them.
0: Absolutely. I know I've been around, uh, players for 14 years now. And I've seen uh, the racing program be really supported and then sort of a limited support and big support, you know, it's kind of ebbed and flows over the years. Now it feels like it's with the factory team that you guys are sort of all in once again, how important is racing
1: to Polaris? It's, it's so important. I mean, it, it, it can't be said enough. I mean, it's part of our DNA, right? Like we've, We've been, you know, since the Razor brand um, really became what it is, we've been involved in racing. So, you know, there's, there's a long history there. Um, it's just so, it's so important to, to Polaris as a whole. Um, as I mentioned before, the passion back in the office, the engineers, they're, they're all enthusiasts, which, which makes for them, you know, going to work every day and working on these products and machines that they do. Um, you know, it's, you you just get, you get the extra mile out of them, right. they, they, they want to put the time in, they want to develop the best product. They, they live and breathe it, they ride. So, you know, having a race program like this for them, um, is huge. And, and, you know, I would say that, you know, racing is truly just a part of who we are. Um, and most importantly, we use it for the development of new products. Right. And that's, again, a part of this program uh, developing the, the, you know, the vehicles, the components for the vehicles, everything that we design in house and test it. Um, that's, that's what helps us then continue to build better vehicles in the future. Um, so it's, it's truly a part of the process. Um, and you know, this program really allows us to take that to the next level.
0: Big important question for people out there, where can they follow the factory team?
1: Well, we uh, we do have a uh, social media um, and Instagram page, Polaris Factory Racing, um, and we've you know started to roll out some really awesome content. Um, we've got a video series that is that is live um, that can be uh, seen on our uh, on the Polaris Razor YouTube page. Um, and, you know, just keeping an eye out uh, on social throughout the race uh, weekends, uh, ahead of each race weekend, during the races, after the races. Um, you know, we've got a lot of content that's rolling out um, that, that will keep everybody informed. Um, so I would say the best bet is to, is to make sure you're following the Polaris Factory Racing Instagram, uh, Instagram page, um, checking out the content that we have released so far on the Polaris Razor YouTube channel and just keeping an eye out in the future for, uh, for additional content to drop.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now I know you mentioned winning and development are your main goals for this year, but once this first season is over, uh, what will a successful season look like to you?
1: Well, obviously we want to win. Um, we, we would not be doing this if we didn't think we could and, and nor were expected to win. So, um, and I think right out of the gate at San Felipe, we showed that, that we can win. Um, we showed the speed, uh, the capability of the vehicles, um, the team. And so, you know, it, it, there's no doubt um, and no question that we are expected to win uh, this year. Um, podiums, wins, um, just really consistent results, uh, I would say, across the board. Obviously, we have three drivers, three brand-new race vehicles, So I would say a successful season is that we continue to progress each race. Um, You know, having all three of our vehicles finish inside the top 10 first race is great. Um, But now the expectation is going to be that that they need to be, you know, finishing even higher than that. And we need vehicles on the podium and winning races. So I would say a successful season would look like, you know, that we continue to progress, see the results continue to improve, improve, um, winning races this year and winning a score championship. Um, that would be the expectation for this season. Well, go out and get it done, Brett. Absolutely. yeah, no, Absolutely. We, <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate I we you. Uh, do it. Yeah. I appreciate you
0: being on the show, man. It's been great to, to catch up and to listen about all the new and exciting things going on with the factory racing team. I know not everyone, uh, races obviously, but, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool what you guys are, are doing and, and having a factory team is a big deal. And uh, I've seen some of the videos and some of the stuff you've been posting, and I'm, I'm a little jealous that I'm not there yet. So hopefully, <laughs> we can come out and uh, follow you yeah. guys in one of your races this year.
1: Absolutely. Now I was going to say, you uh, definitely need to make it to a race, whether that's down in Baja or uh, or, or Vegas to Reno. But uh, we got to get you guys out to a race. And have I'm you not doing Vegas to, to
0: Reno. I just no, <laughs> like it's got to be it's got to be something in Baja that's a little more. Uh, uh, international flavor and feel for there sure. you go and yeah, they can no, make sure it's the loop race i don't want to chase all the way down to la paz again i've done that that's so long
1: yeah that's a long one and this year they're doing la paz to ensenada so it's in reverse for the first time which uh which should be exciting uh Ooh, okay quite the effort so right. yeah that should be a good one but uh yeah come out to the baja 500 we, we would love to have close you close to of it. home for that one
0: then. yep yeah. yep Very for sure cool very cool. Well, thanks again, Brett, for, for coming on the show. And, uh, we look forward to, uh, seeing you guys on the podium a bunch this year. And, uh, we're
1: excited about it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me looking forward to seeing you at a race. Today's podcast was
0: brought to you by Rockford Fosgate. When you think about music, Rockford is your music of choice. If you want to upgrade your audio system or you've been thinking about getting a new one altogether, Rockford has you covered from stage one all the way up to stage six kits rockford takes your audio to the next level and of course by polaris adventures from maui to maine polaris adventures has rental outfitters all across the country summertime is just around the corner so start planning your next adventure with polaris adventures well that does it for another episode of a dp podcast be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast and we will talk to you again soon take care